You are listening to Get Real Podcast. Interesting thing that happened at the house of Dan this morning. <laughs> the house of Dan. <laughs> so we were just talking and I was like, man, we just got to get this and, and get this out because this is epic. So what happened this morning at the house of Dan? Well, Glenn, being a former cult member, <laughs> but our cult actually had some decent doctrine. It did. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was a born again cult. And then there's mm-hmm. cult cults, you know, where they have some weird offshoot message that is usually about how um, grace isn't good enough. Yeah. And um, you got to work it up. You got to work it. Right. So, anyway, I had a couple of uh, Kingdom Hall followers, uh, Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses, make their way um, to my doorstep. Which I actually get excited when that happens, and I try to be very gracious. I I don't think they'd ever been talked to the way I talk to them. And here's the way I handle it. I okay. have friends that are famous, like locally, with all the Kingdom Now people, okay. because they're so good. They know their doctrine better than they do, and they know how to just go through it. That's one approach. Um, and I've studied some of that. What I did, Glenn, coming off of talking about logos, talking about spiritual abuse, I had one of these like just kind of moments. So they come to the door and they were asking for my daughter, for Omi. And really, yeah, Your daughter. Why the daughter? I guess they had been there before, and Omi had answered the the door while they came. So they came. They were like, "Is Omi here?" I was like, "No, she's at work." So he gives me this um, pamphlet, or he points at this picture, and it's got mm-hmm. some um, like uh, scared looking person, and it said something to the effect of. Um, you know, are you prepared? Are you worried? Are you like, you know, kind of like this? And I was like, well, you know what? I don't have a whole long, I I can't spend all day with you guys, Mm -hmm. but I go, can you cut to the chase? Just give me the deal. What do I need to do so that I'm prepared? Are you prepared? And, and so I turned it around on him and he said, oh yes, I'm prepared. I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do to be prepared? And he starts talking and different things. And I go, and he starts getting all technically and getting all, into all their nerdery, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really stupid. All religions are stupid. They are. It, it's man's attempt to get to God. The grace of God is not stupid. You heard it right here on the Get Real podcast. All religions are stupid. They're stupid. They're stupid. Yeah. So it's like it's man's failed attempt to get to, get to God. So he's sitting here with this little pamphlet and talking about this. And then they always have the one that's learning, you know, they get the head guy and then oh, yeah, the, the, the young the person, apprentice. right? 
<laughs> so I was being really nice. I was like, well, we'll tell it. cut to the chase. What do I need to do so that I don't have to be worried? Is I want to make it so I can be in the kingdom, right? I want to go to heaven, mm-hmm. right? So what do I have to do? And and then I stopped him in the nerdery and I go, look, here's the deal. I go, do you know what exclusivity is? And he repeated it. He was like, exclusivity? I was like, yeah. I go, everybody's got their recipe, all these different groups. You could be, um, who was Joseph Smith, wandering around in the woods, looking for an excuse to have multiple wives. (laughs) Whatever he was doing, he finds some uh, magic stone and a glass and and, and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I go, everybody, you know, you got, got, it's all just works. It's all just nonsense. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're giving me this tedious recipe so that I can be in the club. And he called it the gospel, and I said, i got to stop you there. I go, what you're giving me is not good news. You're telling me, hey, hey, why don't you come, and we have this tedious recipe that you got to maintain, right, on a daily basis, and yeah, we're going to do this if you want to make it, right? If you want to make it, you got to keep it. So I go, look, standing on my doorstep, telling me that the blood of Christ and me crying out is not sufficient for me, and that I have to follow some man-made tedious recipe. And I go, and you know as well as I do, if you stop believing and tell your friends or family, what happens? They're going to shun you like a leper. Exactly. I go, they're going to shun you for, for violating the terms of their exclusivity. And I go, I don't believe it. I don't believe in any of it. I believe that if, I go, what about the thief on the cross? And he said, and you know what Christ himself said to him? You know what it says? He would act like he didn't know, you know, well, we believe the Bible. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I go, well, uh, how about this for Bible? And it wasn't argumentative. I tried to, I was very confrontational because they're very religious and they're mm-hmm. very good and they're all dressed up like that. You know, they were probably standing on top of four different cigar butts from where I was smoking a cigar <laughs> last night or whatever, just hanging out. But it was like, I'm not, I don't have to work so hard. I'm not being. Uh, what like antinomian I, i'm not right. um licentious licentious yeah. okay i'm not saying that but i'm saying that i don't have to sit there and put on a tie with my short sleeve shirt and wear the outfit and and i'm not going to do this and not going to do that oh it was tedious and it was arrogant and I, and I started talking to him and i said look here's bible i believe the bible i go the bible says for by grace are you saved through faith that not of your not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. I go that that's and he goes ah, enough about that grace nonsense. That's Whoa, exactly that what, what I said? said. And I stopped wow. him and I said, listen. I go look. You he goes. We believe the. I go. You don't believe the Bible. Grace nonsense. That was the the word of God. What I just told you. What are you talking about? I go listen. You guys are just like everybody else. They didn't like that. Because that's the opposite of exclusivity. You, you want to feel special. Right. I go, you're not special. It's the same tired, worn out thing that's all over the place. I go, there's two religions in the whole world. There's the pearl of great price, God's grace, when a sinner, and God saves one type of person, a dirty sinner, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, I, as a dirty old sinner, said, you know, Jesus, please. Okay, I got one argument. You are on my doorstep with the non-good news of saying that you got to work it out yourself. Well, faith without works is dead. I was like, where does faith come from? Did you, did you go down to Faith Depot? Or did you, you made that faith 
Yeah, you, you you made it in a still out back, right? right. Is that how right. you, where'd you get your faith? I go, the Bible taught, and he knew this scripture. I said, the, the, the scripture says that if any man comes to Christ, the father drew him. That's right. You didn't. That's right. Lazarus didn't t- tap himself on the shoulder, wake himself up, exactly. unwrap himself and go out and go, hey, dudes, what's up? Exactly. And so I was like, look, what you're giving me is not good news. You're giving me bondage. And boy, they looked at me. I was like, I don't want your recipe. You know why? Because it stinks like all the other recipes that are telling me that Christ's blood isn't good enough. It's nonsense. I go, you're going to tell me that the same God that saved that thief, right? That one of your buddies on the battlefield in wartime, that that let's say he wasn't living right. He wasn't wearing a tie quite as snazzy as you are. He wasn't out. He would cuss like a sailor and, and drank even worse or whatever he did. But when he lifted up his voice... And, and called upon Christ with a real heart. I go, I believe that God didn't cast him out. I believe that God heard that guy's prayer. I believe exactly. that God wants to see people saved. And you're giving me this brand of nonsense telling me this stuff. And then, boy, he got a little prickly then. And he starts, you know, he goes, we believe this. I was like, you don't believe it. You just said a while ago, you're like, enough of that grace nonsense. nonsense. And, and I said, look, you don't believe it. I was like, look, I'm going to tell you guys something. And... I hope you're not offended because I'm saying this out of love, but it's going to be harsh. And I go, I looked at him and I said, you're walking in the lust of your flesh. You you are walking around wanting to earn it. And you have this lust. And I go, and it's blasphemy against the precious blood of the lamb. It is. I go, you walk with a self-righteousness. You spun your own righteousness, not the righteousness of Christ. You're following your exclusive little cultic recipe. And I go, stop doing it for a week and see if you don't lose your social standing, lose your friends, get shunned by the ministry, right? right. You got to keep on the hamster hamster wheel. And boy, he they didn't like that at all. I was like, what you're doing is blasphemy against the blood of Christ. And I go, it's grace. And he did it. You can't do it. Words. And he goes, well, no, faith without works. No. I was like, don't take it out of context. It doesn't mean that you're um, living perfect. Go, Glenn. Yeah, and with the faith without works, what they're doing is they're just repeating the spin that they've heard on that. Because if you get away from the religious recipe and you actually take a look at that, we'll talk about that later uh, on another podcast, is what does that really mean? Where does that come from? Yeah. It doesn't mean what we think it means when we take it at at, at the face value of of the way we read it. We spin it. We spin it. It's it's literally, you, you take the grace of God, Okay, not licentiousness. I, I'm talking about a real soul doing business with God, right? You get moved on. If you can even think about the things of God or if you even feel guilty or afraid of judgment, that's the Holy Spirit. I don't think you would feel that without the light of the Holy Ghost, right? It's God who breathes life yeah. into the soul. Yeah. Well, in any way, so I looked at him. I was like, look, you're walking out the lust of your flesh. Your whole righteousness hates the blood of Christ. Because it's your righteousness and it's homespun. And I was like, look, dude, I was like, I was in a cult. I get it. And stop doing what you're doing. He goes, we don't do anything like that. I go, go on YouTube. Why would I want to listen to those apostates? You know, the people that left were these horrible apostates. I was like, listen, the difference between you and I, I go, now, if one of my daughters, one of my daughters said, hey, dad, I can have some doubts. She's talking about some stuff. And I didn't have to smash her to make, I go, ask God, go individually and, and lay something on God's ear. Dear God, if you're there, right? 
a God, you know, if you're full of doubt, approach him that way. If you're full of whatever, I'm not God to you. I'm not God to her. She didn't have to get my ham- my brand of hamster wheel. Call 1-800-556-67-something and, and buy your religious hamster wheel. It'll keep you going. You just got to keep doing that. And all this stuff, it's not a process. It's not a journey. It's a rebirthing. I'm sorry. That's what Jesus said. It's a rebirthing. Yeah. And and it, so it sounds like I'm getting doctrinally technical. I'm really not. I'm just doing a big overview. Works are nonsense. And it doesn't mean that you can't bear fruit. But boy, don't we love to do, go, you know what? I just, we marched this whole neighborhood. I had 26 doors slammed in my face, right? Yeah. Don't I feel more righteous? Yeah. There's, there's not a whole lot of people like us that are willing to go out and beat the street. And then there's the, oh, we were persecuted by that bearded guy. Oh, yeah. 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 And run yeah, off. And, and I was nice. I, I warned him. I go, this is going to sting a little bit, guys. I go, but you're walking in the lust of your flesh and you're blaspheming against the precious blood of the lamb. I go, I hope you do make it to heaven. And he goes, well, we will. And with this confidence, it was like it really came out. That's scary. It, you know, when somebody says enough of that grace nonsense, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And it wasn't my take on it. It was I just gave him that that verse. And I was like, nah, man, you know what? Me and the thief, you know, we'll be partying. The dude that wouldn't even look up to heaven, I told him about that guy. I was like, you remember the two men that went to the temple? And one of them was justified. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't King Man over there talking about all his good stuff. And That's it's right. like short sleeve and, and yeah, busting the, <laughs> with tie the tie with the short sleeve. I go, it, it wasn't that guy. It was the guy that was a dirty sinner. So if you've never been a dirty sinner, let me tell you something. There ain't no way you're going to make it. I'm optimistic. I think that any loser that casts himself on the the on the Lord, I, I believe God really, really is into wanting to save people. Yes, and we can overcomplicate it. We but, can, but we- I'm not getting all religious, man. I've I've done that, but uh, yeah. So we're finishing the. <laughs> he's at the end of my driveway, and we're still talking. I was like, look. Yeah, you know, you're walking in the lust of your flesh. <laughs> he didn't like that at all. Oh, and I was like, I go, it's just a different brand. You just yeah. got your own recipe, I, you know. And I go, and then there's the grace of God. There's that He did it all, and God draws me, wakes me up, convicts me of my sin, and then I can go, whoa, God, would you save a jerk like me? Would you? Would you do it? Do I have to keep it up and maintain it? Nonsense. I hate that spirit. That's the overlap, dude. That's where cults get you. Yeah. They get you in that place of, well, it, it looks from the outside like you might be. I don't know, though. I don't know. You haven't obeyed me quite as instantaneously as as usual. You, you might want to go and do some introspection. You know, it's like, no, I'm not doing anything. I cried out to God. I don't need anybody with some weird, funny hat. Right, no. I, I don't. No. I don't want to wear a tie with short sleeves pocket protector bicycling all of it i mean i don't want any of that i don't i don't want and it's even worse when it's closer to the real thing sometimes it's scary when it's closer to the real thing That's I, where it gets you know and i don't want to offend anybody but look i did a real deep search on like mormonism i don't see how smart industrious kind people fall for it it's Battlestar Galactica. It, it is. It they is. made the first one. The it first was, one. It, it was one hundred percent like Mormonism. It was total Mormonism in the first. Uh, the first. We're talking about the nineteen seventies one, not necessarily the nineteen or the two thousands one. Uh, basically, it was Mormon theology presented. And it's. I'm like, man. People will believe anything if you bring in community, social network, a pr- 
approval, nurturing, um, leadership. Um, people, they would believe that Muppets are real, right? I mean, you could have the, you could have intelligent people in a completely whacked out cult if you have a community. People are so hungry for family and for community. That's why they believe it, because of what they're lacking on the inside. Well, I know that they're, they're, I, yeah. I remember when you know we were in our 20s, I was kind of vulnerable. My, our family was good in hindsight. It wasn't like we were from the ghetto you know, or something. But, you know, we were, you got some angst. You got angst and you're trying to figure out the meaning of life. Yeah. When you're in your 20s and there's a vulnerability. And when I say from what's lacking on the inside, I speak for both for pretty much where you and I came from when we, we got involved with the system that we got involved with. We were searching for deeper answers to the meaning of life. It's like this world is messed up. My life is messed up. I can't deal with this anymore. Right. And it seemed that they had all the answers. Right. And that that and that's a scary thing. And now we're on the opposite. If I meet a, a pastor or somebody and they're like, well, what else would you like to know? And they have all the answers. I'm like, no, dude. No, no sorry. I, if they may can they could tell me crazy stuff, but it, give me a preface of going like, I don't know, man. You know. And um, so anyway, they <laughs> It was an interesting experience. I don't know. I'm chasing him down the road, telling him to stop (laughs) blaspheming Christ. No, and I I did it lovingly. I mean, I was like, look, guys, it's going to bother you, right? But brace yourself. I don't want your tedious recipe. Standing on my doorstep telling me that, hey, kid, you can work for it. Isn't that great? (laughs) So basically what it comes down to, if I can work for it, why did Christ have to die for myself? That's exactly what I ask him. I go, why did he wear a crown of thorns? You know, why did he bleed and die? Why why did he have the wrath of God poured on him? If you're tedious nonsense, they didn't like that. (laughs) Tedious nonsense and recipe. I kept just hammering. And I was like, it's... What's the difference between you and the, the the bicycle guy? I mean, it's not that it's just another dance, your own little voodoo dance. It's like, no, I don't want that. And he got real offended, too, when I said, look, there's two religions in the world. One is works, okay? And the other one, the only one is grace of God. And he got mad when I said, look, you got y'all's recipe. You got a, some tribe, you know, throwing a virgin in a volcano. I mean, b- people meditating, rubbing on crystals, doing I mean. Everybody's trying to ascend away from fallenness mm-hmm. or away from mortality into some sort of higher plane of enlightenment. What was that? Did you ever see Beverly Hills Ninja? I did not see that. <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's worth it. That's really good. He's like, it, Chris Farley is like, he can never quite become a ninja, you know, because <laughs> he's a big, huge, fat white guy. <laughs> but he goes and he tries to ascend to the higher plane of enlightenment. But he's always like, oh, and he wrecks the place. It's a good laugh. It's a really good one. But um, I'm sure there's something religiously wrong with that movie. It's just, it's a different message. I told the guy, I was like, that's a different, yeah, that's a different Christ you're talking about. You're not talking about the, I'm talking about the savior of the world. You're talking to some guy who couldn't about some guy that couldn't quite get the job done and needs your nice tie and your short sleeves to really help him out with righteousness. It's blasphemy, Glenn. You know, it is. I don't know much of anything, and I got rough edges like a, I don't know, like an old stump or something. But when I look at the simplicity and the beauty of what Christ did, you really have to be human to screw that up. You, you know, really do. he did something wonderful. He gave it as a gift. It was like. Um, you know, uh, remember the angels freaking out, you know, uh, peace on earth. Mm -hmm. I've always heard that as like, um, I'm not, 
um, surprise, good news, God is not going to destroy you, right? Peace. Right. It, it wasn't like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, dude, man. <laughs> Don't be stingy, dude. It wasn't like that. It was so... It, it was very interesting, and um, but just the gospel's good, and God is. It c- cults, it's always like the blood's not enough, and you're not that bad, right? You can you can work it, and I'm like, oh, these people that, but I, I could read it from the inside out because of our cultic background, mm-hmm. and he, they didn't like that. I was like, look, try to leave, veer off the recipe slightly, bring it up publicly in your next meeting, be like, I'm not so sure that uh, you know the. Grand Poobah was right about what he wrote here in 1938, you know, and see what happens to you. They're going to take you and give you some special attention, but still stay obstinate. I go, there's people all over the Internet, okay, whose families have been ripped apart when they said, you know what? I'm I'm leaving the watchtower. Now, I go, take a sabbatical for two months. I looked at the 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 small, lower ranking dude. It was mm-hmm. a nice fellow, but... I was like, look, take a sabbatical from this and see if they don't come down on you. You're going to break unspoken rules. You're going to, I go, I know how this works. It's, you're, you're just like everybody else. And they, that guy got him and <laughs> <laughs> they, they flew out. Of, so the moral of the story is if you're going to go to Dan's house and knock on the door, just make sure it's Girl Scout cookies you're trying to sell or it's going to oh, be Oh, man, they're going to be story. like, that guy's a cigar-smoking freak show. I'm you like, know what, though? I hope that everything that you said to them sticks with them and that they do have revelation. Yeah, amen. Unto salvation. Yeah, so be it. Yeah, that was not a coincidence that that happened today. Huh. Yeah, it was, it was very interesting. I had a really good talk um, uh, another friend of ours called me last night and was telling me some heavy stuff that's been going on, but we were talking about the gospel. So I'm talking to these guys after I just had one of those, you know, phone calls that you're like, Whoa, chill bump city, you know, about, yeah. about things. And this is what Glenn and I really talk about. We get passionate about, we're not that if people hung out with us, they wouldn't, I mean, we talk about heavy metal and punk rock music and stuff. So basically what it comes down to for our listeners and what Dan is is expressing, and I'm glad that we're able to talk about this today, is that the blood of Christ was not shed so that you can work it better. Right. It didn't need any help. We, it, you know, it's, it's sufficient. Christ is sufficient. And if there's anybody out there that is uh, listening to us that has any questions about this, uh, can reach us and contact us through our email account, uh, lithoscry at gmail.com. Um, Glenn... When you sit there and just think about righteousness, think about what Christ did. You know what verse I really love and I think about, and I'm paraphrasing off the top of my head. You know the one that talks about that he, he it, it's almost like he even he even didn't spare his own son. Like the one saying like, this is the expense. Look at mm-hmm. what he did. Right. Right. What is that verse? Do you know that verse? I don't know it off the top okay. of my head. Yeah. Some theologians we are. Um, <laughs> but you know how to really get them to not come back? How's that? When I was 16 years old, I was inviting my neighbor to go to church with me. And he was like, I think maybe 12, 13, and a little buddy we used to hang out. And um, so he would always come over about 8.30, and then we would do whatever. So I'm always running late, right? So we were out of towels. So I hear the front doorbell ring. And I'm like, dude, that's just Will. That's my little buddy from next door. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm naked as a jaybird getting ready to get in the shower. And um, I was like, oh, shoot, doorbell's ringing. Oh, it's just going to be Will. So I wrapped up in a hand towel, 
Okay. Okay. So I'm like pretty much, you know, um, scantily clad, right? So I'm just thinking it's my buddy, you know, and we live kind of out in the country. So then mm-hmm. I open the door and these were the two most homely Joe's witnesses. <laughs> Talk about like add some extra frumpy to her and some old and crinkly to him. They yeah. were like really like and just staring at me and I was like, and I didn't know what they were. And they were like, well, we wanted to come and invite you to be able to. And they were like, well, perhaps now is not a good time. You know, so then they turned and I was like, hey, well, I was getting ready for church. Appreciate yeah. y'all coming back. <laughs> it was really funny. But you know what? They never came back. I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. But that's a really good point that you get up. It's not good news to hear that you have to work harder. <laughs> yeah. That is not oh, good news at no. all. And hey, we're not just hammering Jehovah's Witnesses. No. It's all of them. And I've been to Protestant, charismatic, Pentecostal churches that have hammered it. And and listen, we're not cheapening grace. We're not talking no. about licentiousness like no. Glenn brought up. We're talking about, no, you got to respect the blood. you got to respect it. I've been in so many churches, okay, if it, everything became law. Mm-hmm. Worse than than the one we were at. It was like, well, if you if you don't pray over two and a half hours a day, you ain't even serious about. It. And you're not saved. Eventually, it, everything leads to that. So if you're not, if you ain't reading in the Word, if you you doing this, if oh you you drank a Pabst Blue Ribbon, you know what's wrong with you, son? And then you were on your way to hell. And I'm like, where are you getting that? It's not even in the Scripture. Right. That's as wackadoodle as like the you know Battlestar Galactica doctor. <laughs> and one of the interesting things, too, is that a lot of times churches, and we're not just talking about the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormon church, we're talking about even Baptist churches or the ones that you would oh. consider to be the evangelical, we'll use that word, the evangelical churches. It starts out, okay, you're saved by grace, and then the moment that you're saved by grace, it immediately turns into the list of works that you have to do. Right. Even when they believe that you don't lose your salvation, it turns into a very works-oriented system. Yeah, big time. Big time, and everything gets skewed, and it's that works-oriented system that really prevents us from pursuing and getting to know Christ. I would recommend that anybody who is in a church where it is works, 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 take about a couple years, about 10 years off. <laughs> yeah, take like a sabbatical. We did. Take a sabbatical. Go walk about, yeah. mate. And re- re- read your Bible. <laughs> Pursue Christ, and what you're going to find is that it is a whole different thing than what you've been taught. Something that I was reading this week in the book of Matthew was when Jesus said, you wicked and perverse generation. He was talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) It was not what we think it was what Jesus was saying in that instance about the wicked and perverse generation. Now, Today, it's taught, oh, you know, because you're smoking, you're listening to that rock and roll music, and you're living in sin with this woman that you're not married to. Okay, those, some of those things, we can talk about that later, not the topic of this podcast. But what Jesus was saying is that you are a perverse generation because your view of God is perverted, it's distorted. Uh, yeah. That's what it was. So if you read most of what Jesus was saying in the New Testament, the things that he was speaking out against was the false religious system and the distorted image of God. And that's why when he showed up on the scene, you'd think everybody would be like, oh, wow, it's Jesus, the Savior, the one we've been waiting for. But their view of God was so distorted they didn't even recognize him. And that's why many did not recognize the Christ. Yeah, that touches on the Logos episode that we were talking about. That's that's a good... Uh... 
Yeah, it all goes back to that. Yeah. Well, you know, think about how prevailing that type is in Scripture. You got the bloody rituals of the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. They're killing things. Yes. Cutting them, putting them up, burning them. You got turtle doves. You got you got you've all these things, and something's dying. Mm-hmm. Some blood's being shed. And that was something continual on a daily basis. Yeah. And it had to go, and it was almost like Perpetual. that was that was sitting there, supposed to train us to be ready for the messiah exactly to understand oh i get it our righteousness is filthy rags our mouth is an open sepulcher we're right. we're not so hot right and it's and now to cheapen that and i don't want anybody to misunderstand we're not talking about licentiousness there is false conversion there is there there are a lot of different things where oh if you if it's never made a change in your life you know, you don't see many different, you know, for 40 years and you still lie, cheat, steal, have no concern or relationship with, with Christ. You know, we have to add that in there, even though we're extremely into grace. I really am. I hear it and I'm like, no, I'm optimistic. He gave his only son. Uh, it's uh, the death of the cross, the incarnation. That was expensive. All of that was so expensive. What, what am, I'm going to like throw a, a cat turd into the mix? Right? Can you say cat turd in North America? I think you can. You can. And the, <laughs> and the other thing, too, is that when we say that we can do it, that we can save ourselves by our works, or we can develop our own righteousness by our works, let's just boil down to what we're really saying when we say that. It's that we're saying, I am God. I am good enough to make myself meet God's standard. I am God. That's what we're saying. Sounds a bit Luciferian. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's if you take a look at, and this is something I was thinking about this morning, something that we're going to take a look at in the future is what is culture and what what is Christ? Very interesting. That, that's something I really want to explore. What is culture and what is Christ? And if you take a look at the church as a whole, and I know I'm going to upset a lot of people when I say this, but hey, this is a Get Real podcast and we're into the business of upsetting the apple cart. A lot of what is considered church is witchcraft. That sounds like a podcast, yo. Oh, we got several. Just you know. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you think about it, all the works, okay, if you're going to be at this church, you need to pray for two hours, or we're going to put these moral restraints on you. Oh, I've, I've been there. We, Dude, ha- we have. I, yeah. I know people that I still believe are precious believers, but they are so... Arminian. They're so into the the arm of the flesh. They're so yes. into thinking that you got to do it, son. God'll drop you if you ain't faithful. You got to bring it. You got to bring your A game. Are you and you it's literally like this whole prevailing mindset of you got to go and you got to be this this uh navy seal like workout in in the spirit. And I'm like, uh it reeks of pride at the end of the day. It does. I see things more clearly when I feel like a failure sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about just being a reprobate or something like that. I'm just yeah. talking about when you don't feel, um, you make mistakes. You do stupid things. You're like, you have to humble yourself. Something You make a plan. It doesn't work. You try whatever, and you feel like, whoa, I'm not on the top of the world. And then all of a sudden, you look and certain spiritual things are easier to understand because you're not so full of yourself and your own efforts, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Go back to the Garden of Eden with the serpent saying to Eve, bite of this and you will be as gods. Yep. 
I will exalt myself. Self. I will ascend to the heavens. Yeah. That's, it's Luciferian. It is Luciferian. We really, we're going to do that. What, exalt ourselves to the heavens? No, no thanks. I'm not going to no, do that. No. <laughs> no. We're not going to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to take a look at what is Luciferian in the church. That sounds... Buckle your seatbelts, boys and girls. We're going to take a wild ride on the Get Real Logatron. <laughs> oh, man. We've been all over the place. Battlestar Galactica. We, we have been. And, you know, we, we weren't even planning this podcast. Dude, we, you know what we have to do? What's Sorry that? to interrupt. We've got to wear short sleeve shirts with ties next time. We're we here. do. In the literature <laughs> that they were showing you, we, you did they all And have, ride bicycles. And ride bicycles. In the literature they were showing you, did they have ties on in the literature? No, it was some, like, I want to say it was like a lady or something okay. that looked all scared of everything. And you see, that's the thing, is that the good news, there, there's an appropriate fear of God, and it's not being scared of God. Can you differentiate? Yes, there is being in awe of, and I am not worthy. The only one that instills fear like that. You know, Wayne's world goes off in my head when you, <laughs> said, you said that. Go ahead. The only one that instills in that fear, a fear, an ungodly fear of being afraid is Satan. Hmm. Yeah, fear of, course, of God. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, people probably peed themselves and fell out when angels encountered them. I can't a little imagine. bit different, but at the same time, there was probably inside of them. It's let's let's take it to the day that you came to the knowledge of Christ. Okay. And the way you felt. There was a fear there. Yes. But it was a um and that's what I want to get to is what was it? It was not repulsion. It exactly. wasn't like I got to flee for my life because doom he was my only hope. Exactly. And I was turning to him his goodness draws us to repentance. Exactly. Huh. Exactly. Isn't it funny? We get together and we just kind of refigure out stuff that we already know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what is that? We're chewing the fat or something? I mean, what is, it's like we get in here and we're like, yeah, we know we know these verses, but you, I don't know. God's quickening uh, them to us. I really believe at the place that we're at, God is revealing more of himself to us. Huh. And something that I heard today that's really cool is that as God reveals more of himself to us, we see more of God, but then we see more of who we are. And not just in the sense of being a sinner, but our, our place and our calling in this world. Hmm. And isn't it neat? I mean, we are almost coming up on one year of doing this podcast. That's unbelievable. Which is unreal. I had no idea that we'd be pretty much churning out one a week now, pretty much is what the average is. Hmm. When, you know, remember, it's like, ah, we'll do one this month, we'll do one next month, and yeah, what are we going to do? But what's been happening is as we've been pressing in closer to the Lord, the topics are endless of, of what we talk about. Yeah, and you and I can run off at the mouth. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not It's not hard at all. But it's because God's giving us fresh revelation every week, hmm. every day. It's just really kind of neat. And I don't want that to stop. I'm not saying, you know, doing the podcasting to stop. But what I'm saying is, is the revelation of the Lord showing the different things. And it's all coming back to the same thing is that religion is wrong and silly. And that Christ is not silly. He is Logos, going back to Logos. He is reason. Uh, a lot of times in the scripture you see, let us sit and reason together. Yeah, book of, I believe that's in the book of Isaiah. And you'll have to understand that we, we, we're not sitting here pulling up you know, the, the electronic Bible while we're doing this. We're going off of what we've learned and what we've experienced and what it is now. 
we don't want to turn this into the Bible teaching program. Yeah. This is Dan and, and this wasn't prep. This no. was just us talking. And, yeah. and this is what a phone conversation is like yeah. between Dan and Glenn on the way home <laughs> yeah. from work. We don't really do podcasting. <laughs> we just act like we're on the phone. <laughs> and then, uh, no, it's it's very. The, the, my thing is, it's sad that there's a lot of churches that, if you looked at their doctrinal statement, we'd be like, yeah, that's that's, that's cool. you know, we're pretty much there, you know. Yeah. And then these things will just weasel their way back in yeah. and start corrupting the grace of God. Paul was like pulling his hair out about some of this stuff at the very beginning. And the reason why Paul pulled his hair out about that stuff, remember what Paul was before he was saved. He was one of those he guys. He was the Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was the recipe king, wasn't he? Was, he? He, was the, he was Betty Crocker Okay. Okay. of, of Judaism at the time. Now look at the background. <laughs> We've been to, like, yeah. sorry, sorry, Paul, Paul. <laughs> Betty Crocker. Let's give him a better one of those. Um, uh, he was uh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, that's yeah, the he's mean the Gordon guy. Ramsay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul's like he, he was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay that works. Yeah, I'll hang out. I'll drink a beer with you. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's like top brass. We get there, and all of a sudden we're peeling potatoes for like two million years over in a corner. And we're like, uh. uh Excuse me, Pablo. <laughs> Can <laughs> we? <laughs> That's the reason why he was so sensitive to it, and God used that to hone in his sensitivity to that. And mm-hmm. that's the same thing I really believe that's happened to us. That's happened to our friend Sarah Beth and everybody else that went through the the misadventures that we went through. Is that when I get around any of that works or let's whip group it up think. or the group think. I get nauseated. Yeah, I can't. Dude. I can't deal with it for very long. Yeah, I get restless. It gets very restless. So that's really something that God has given us. And anybody who's come out of a spiritually abusive situation or the workspace system, you are probably very much in tune. And it's very difficult for you. And this is another thing we're going to talk about in the future: is what do you do? How do you find a church where you can go? Right. Because it is all a lot. Of, most of it, I'd say, ninety-nine percent of it is permeated. With Luciferianism yeah. and, and works and that whole thing, hey, we're going to ascend and oh, we're going to work to keep it better. For example, something that I was just thinking is like, if one of our children was struggling in their faith and they said, you know what, I, I just got to, there's a difference. There's not that cultic dimension. Right. There's that freedom, that access, that encouragement. Be like, if, if one of my kids said, you know what, I don't think I believe in God. Okay, and it would crush, but we wouldn't be going. It wouldn't be honor killing territory. There wouldn't be, you know, there there would be just we would be going like, hey, well, I'm going to pray for you. Right, you're going to have to talk with God. It's their relationship. It's your personal relationship. We can't define them. Yeah, we cannot define our children. We cannot define anybody else. But in a cult, you shun them. Right, shun them and gun. I mean, you just exactly. You want to get somebody? They have to comply. Isn't that weird? Because I, you see, well, there's cr- that pride in it. There, there's that pride in these are my children, my godly children. Look at how well I've brought them up in the Lord. Or Part even in the same sense of, let's see, let's. What's the backdrop? The backdrop is you actually believing that your arm, your flesh, your words can produce something in them, and that does become very um, like. I remember going to a Baptist church. It's a church that has decent doctrine, okay? And um, you've probably been there before. And they had this special guest evangelist. Okay. And the guy was a warlock. 
speaking of witchcraft, it was like, well, I want to tell you again. And he's playing all these sales tactics, and it's like you could tell he wanted to put a notch on his Bible. And oh, well, hey man, he brings them down the aisle. Let me tell you, yeah. when old Roscoe, <laughs> when Pastor Roscoe does an altar call, yeah, we can. Talk he's going to bring. That. You know, it's yeah, horrible. we can talk about that. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. Well, I went in there, boy, and they hit it hard. And I'm like, this is witchcraft. It'd be the equivalent of going and and evangelism by sword. Hey, we're going to cut your head off if you don't say these words. Right. It's weird. Here's a punto de credito for our listeners. All right. Uh, Basically, (laughs) Satan does not appear as a big, ugly, menacing monster. He appears as an angel of light. He he appears. Angel of light. light. Let's think about that. Angel. Generally, what in the Greek, it's probably messenger. It's got some sort of thing. And a messenger. Of light. Of light. Being of light. It's interesting. It's really interesting. And that's why we've got so many problems in Christendom. He's snuck in. Yeah. And he's deceiving a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. The scary stuff, he's, you know, it's the pretty worm on the hook. Yeah. Is basically what it comes down to. Yeah. So how was that for a punto de credito? <laughs> we had the same Spanish teacher or whatever, and he would say, he spoke Spanish brilliantly, but his pronunciation was like total gringo city. You know? He's like, punto de credito, you know, para tea. Stacy, you can write that one down in the thesaurus for it. We yeah. did not come up with it. We're using it. We're borrowing it. You we are. We are royalties. But royalties will send it to our, our professor. <laughs> but that is un punto de credito. Was that pretty good, Dan? <laughs> that was pretty good. So anyway, go, um, you know, yeah, definitely. We're So we're on for the uh, short sleeve and the, the... Yeah, let's do it, man. The, I'm, I'm, I'm running the belt. I like that. And I'm going to... Um, I'm so down with it. It's going to be a whole new style. Okay. It's going to be a whole new yeah, style. Yeah, let's rock it. Look, Let's do a punk rock band like that. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, if you want to reach out to us, uh, shoot us an email. Reach out and punch us. <laughs> reach out and send us an email at lithoscry at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. Or check us out at lithoscry.com. And guess what? We are on Facebook at lithoscry. There's only one lithoscry on Facebook. And we are on Instagram at lithoscry as well. So please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you love us, hate us, whatever, we don't care. Um, we, we just I don't. I want to be loved, Glenn. <laughs> I love you, Dan. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, I'm all better. You guys can hate me. Yeah, peace out, people. We'll talk to you later.